world where everything has gone wrong. us, Craig and Pat. You're our only hope. Mmm. Podcast you must. Chosen ones you are. This podcast is less than 55 minutes. It's going to blow. Hold on. Action. Aya. Aya. Adventure. The patches to Vista are on P37 4G9. Let's go. Romance. Oh, iPod Touch, I love you. Kick-ass violence. Eat, Eat lead, lead, Microsoft. Microsoft. And surprises you will never expect. Craig, I am your father. But Pat, I'm older than you. Your cousin. Get ready for a journey you'll never forget with Tweak and Geek the Movie coming this fall. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to podcasting. Yes! You guys are so sexy. This movie is rated MA. Material not suitable for mature audiences. Tweaking Geek, number 14, October 28, 2008. Recorded live on the roller coaster that is the Dow Jones. Ooh. Ah, we just went over a cliff. Ooh, my roller coaster just went up 900 feet today, if every foot was a point. <laughs> so, Pat, you know what's kind of weird? What's kind of weird? I'm, we're kind of all alone today. It's just you and me. We don't have any special guests. There's no little voices in our ears? Or in our wow. heads. Well, I but, wouldn't go that far. Actually, those are probably still there. Yeah. No, I and will not murder today. I will take up, pick up Pat's slack today. <laughs> so what's new? Frequency. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> if, I, if I had a nickel for every time I've used that joke on the podcast... I would have 13 cents or, or a nickel. What? <laughs> You're confusing me. It must be that new math. <laughs> new math. Yes, frequency math. Okay, I will never I promise I will never speak of this again. Um so, yeah, um not much. We're uh kind of moving along with the podcast. Uh you were telling me earlier about some uh, kind of interesting kind of podcasty stuff. That yeah, uh, so too dumb our, to comprehend. So could you explain using monosyllables? Surprising words? us here. Um, the people. Oh, I can't do it in monosyllables. <laughs> Those dudes who I can't even say iPods. We're screwed. Um, okay, so usually when we post a podcast, we see kind of like a spike in traffic, like spike. Yeah, spike like spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This like British accent dude with bleached hair shows up. Huh. So. 
Um, typically, we see a spike for just a couple days in traffic. In this last episode, we saw a prolonged spike, like six days of extended traffic. So this means we have new listeners. So hello, new listeners. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for coming by. And we also got a ton of comments, which also tells me we have new listeners. So this is just totally awesome. Yay. This is, yay. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we had to. In celebration, I'm not going to berate anyone to comment on this podcast. Can we still berate them to leave voicemail? Sure, sure. That, that's your call. Okay, That's all right. Between you and God, man. <laughs> I will. You know me. Berating is what I do best. <laughs> My favorite oh, TV show well as a kid was Beretta. <laughs> Get it? <instead> Beretta. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a pretty bad joke. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. No. So we. Yeah, we did have some new comments, uh, especially uh, our one of our lamest news of the week uh, articles. That, the one that you did last week, actually, actually about the Chuck E. Cheese and the uh, uh, the. The uh, restaurant review. Actually, we got the author of the restaurant review commented on our blog, like our three blog. times. It was amazing. Yeah. Yay! And then another guy uh, who was actually a, a marine, but said that the marine that uh, wrote the letter to the editor was actually a, a uh, what would you call him a redneck jarhead? So uh, oh, that's strong language, but it's it it, it all makes me laugh because I'm a bad person. Uh, it is, but I know, but I just thought it was really cool because we got like, like a real live person listening to the podcast. I know there are like people typing on the interwebs, and yeah. sometimes they answer. It's cool stuff. Yeah. Incidentally, okay, this is just kind of impromptu here, but I got to tell you, uh, speaking of the interweb and the, uh, the all those series of tubes, uh, Alaska Senator Ted Stevens was convicted this week, and uh, I think. With all of his, uh, now that he's going to be so busy fighting his conviction, the tubes are going to fill up and actually get clogged this time. It's true. It's, it's yes. quite possible. For all of Maybe our listeners, he'll be you know, sentenced to some time unclogging tubes of a exactly. different sort. For all, for all of our uh, listeners who don't know who Ted Stevens is, get a newspaper. <laughs> and he was the guy, he was the senator who, when he was making some speech about the internet, said, it's a series of tubes. And he said that in a very grouchy old man voice that made you think that he actually believed that it was a series of tubes. So what, you listened? To it. Well, yeah. Really? I, I read it. Uh, I remember. Mean it's not a series of tubes. Where do you think all these like cables go? They don't just like stick them in the ground. They put them in tubes in the ground. Wow, I'm like I got you there. Uh, yeah, you you showed me. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So anyway, that was just some. That was just kind of a, an interesting little thing that I heard uh, that happened this week. That's not the lamest news of the week, though, because uh, that's not actually lame. Because he deserves everything he gets, unless it's chocolate. <laughs> so speaking of politics, it's election time. I'm already sick of hearing about it. I don't want to hear any more. So let's talk about it instead. Okay, so whenever I say anything about politics, you better put your fingers in your ears and, uh, you know, not listen. I have this headset in the way. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine then. Um, You're just going to have to bear with it. So, well, one of the things that I think is kind of fun is, uh, you know, personally in my life, I like to watch things on TV, and uh, so it's going to be fun this year watching the uh, election results on TV. Obviously, I'm talking about the presidential election because basically nothing else really kind of matters 
Oh, that's not true. Because out here in California, people are a lot more concerned about Proposition 8. I think it's getting even more attention than the presidential. Because the presidential here is clearly going to be Obama. I mean, there's there's no question. But okay. Prop 8 is gay marriage. And so that, you know. Is that so you can finally get married? Destroyed. Um, there was a judicial ruling here this year that made gay marriage legal, which is pretty big news. And so now there's a referendum saying, no, no more gay marriage. And I say, why do gays get off scot-free? They have every right to be miserable and lose half their stuff. <laughs> yeah, that is a great point. Every, yeah, every, it's, we need an equal opportunity misery for everybody. <laughs> well, that, that's interesting. Well, personally, for me, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to an election party or an election – I don't know what you call it, like an election return party. Wow, uh, that sounds exciting. Well, it is. I actually did one in 2000, and by party, I meant me and my roommate – sitting in front of the TV. So that was like the extent of the party. But this is we a little bit... We had a debate more. party, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I had a debate party in 2004. But this... that was fun because like we, we could watch, you know, W... We played... Oh, we played George Bush bingo. Exactly. And, That's right. Uh, yeah. Did you do that at an election party? I, I don't know. Well, so I was thinking of some stuff that you might be able to do at an election party. And uh, one of the things was... Um, Sleep? If you're... Well, no, I think it'll be fun. You know, to be honest, not, most of the stuff won't be, you know, in the returns won't really be until really late at night. But, you know, we're going to get together and, you know, because it's fun to watch as the news stations will call the, you know, call the states. They'll be like, you know, the Republicans in such and such a state have 48 percent and the Democrats have 46 percent. So the state is going to the Democrats because they all kind of, you know, or vice versa, because each magical statistic. predictive statistics. Well, it's more like magical bias of the media, you know. So they all, ha- everyone has their agenda. But I was thinking of some stuff. One of the things I was thinking of would be if you were going to play drinking games to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, the election returns. Because you know, one of the election or one of the drinking games that they've had this year is the uh, uh, the Maverick game. Every time that uh, John McCain declares that he's a Maverick, you have to drink. So there were a lot of really a drunk. A lot of people. drinking. Yeah, yeah, and every time Obama takes on the the mantle of the Messiah, you have to drink. And there's okay. a lot of drink. <laughs> well, I don't sure if he actually ever technically did that, but yeah. But um, so what I was thinking is one uh, you could have every time a state goes blue, as in Democrat, you have to drink a beer. Every time a state goes red, you have to drink. A martini. That sounds kind of backwards. You think so? All right. Well, yeah, I'm thinking I mean, the Democrats are the limousine liberals, so they'd be drinking martinis, and the Republicans are the good old party, so they'd be drinking some beers. I don't know, but I always think of the Republicans as being like the like the rich people up in the uh, you know running the oil companies, and I was thinking of them drinking. So how about this? Every time, the Repu- well, the Republicans are the rich people running the oil companies, and the Democrats are the rich people running the like movie companies. <laughs> I've never I've never heard that one before. Okay, so drink a beer every time a state goes one way and martini every time the other way. Pick pick the color assignment at your own party. You have that degree of freedom. See, this is a yeah, exactly. And this is a game that everybody wins because you have to drink a beer one way or the other. It's just a matter of, or you have to sorry, you have to drink something one way or the other. So this is just like depends on what you have to drink. I will however note that there are 50 states and this this could be a very rugged game. It really could. 
Well, okay. So, all right. I, I guess that that's pretty fun. And so, if uh, I don't miss my guess, elections on a Thursday, Tuesday, a Tuesday, first Tuesday of November. Pat, you fail civics. Oh, uh, oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me we don't have a king anymore. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Go back to Russia, commie. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that could be fun. You know, you, you could pick Russia, states, yeah. right? Like these ten states we're going to drink. Well, that's yeah. a lot of drink. But you know, you you can pace yourself. We trust all our listeners to be responsible drinkers. That's right. That, well, how about this? Every time a uh, one of those battleground states goes one way or the other. So, okay. All right. Like, well, like Georgia. I hear Georgia is a real battleground. I might be thinking of a different Georgia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or oh, that I was thinking. Yes, I, I was thinking a battleground in the war of northern aggression, but. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, and so another thing that I was noticing, so th- that's, anyway, let me go back to the election party. So it's just like pretty much, um, you know, if you get any Republicans and Democrats in the room, uh, which generally I think people who watch election returns are generally all probably the same party or the same mindset or whatever, but you could have assigned seating where you sit like a Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, and then just like pretty much kind of let the flow of things happen and as uh one of the factions starts to like lose more and more they get more violent and so you might actually get some good kind of punching going on meanwhile the anarchists are going to be moshing around the room like yeah (laughs) that's actually what anarchists do is they mosh around yelling (laughs) and and the the i read it in their pamphlets did they really uh no Oh, I was saying the the greens. If you have any green party people, they'll be out on the back porch, smoking some, smoking some doobies. Yeah, <laughs> we're the extra green party, dude. <laughs> uh, and and the libertarians will just stay home. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so well, another thing I I noticed is uh, during the uh, you know debates and everything this year, and I'm sure they're going to have something like this on the on the TV for uh, election night, they have all this like new technology of like, you know, these real time graphs and blah, blah, all that stuff. And one of the things that I kind of noticed, which was kind of funny is on like, say for instance, CNN, when like they're having a debate and someone was answering, you know, one of the candidates was answering the question. They have this like bar or this like little like chart down below. And there, there's like a blue line for men and a red line for women. And, the upper part is labeled plus and the lower part of the graph is labeled bottom. And like, it just kind of like the graph just like kind of goes up and down, but it doesn't exactly say what it's measuring. So it just like when, you know, it like kind of all goes to like zero and then so as it's like one, your media manipulation coefficient. Well, I don't even know. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Does that mean they're doing a good job or what? Cause it'll like, some of it will go up and some times it'll go down, but it doesn't so we make, could like freeze frame it and measure it and reverse engineer the algorithm. Yeah, but it doesn't even – well, you could, but it doesn't even have it like – it just – it's not like – it's like this is for you know Biden, this is for Palin, or this is for Obama, this is for McCain. It just is just kind of like this general like, – this like random – like it's always kind of going. It's like how positive people feel, I guess. It's like how do you feel about the election? You know, it, it's like – that's like one of the ballot questions. It's like how do you feel today? And I think like, they call that the fiddly meter device and there's just some like intern <laughs> who sits there pushing sliders around to change the settings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like their latest cribbage score. Yeah, they have like a monkey there going like ooh, ooh, ooh. So anyway, that's my plan is to go to an election party and watch, retur- watch election returns on a 52-inch TV. 
Are you doing yes, anything special? No, I'm I'm just going to cry myself to sleep knowing that I'm, you know, 2500 miles away and can't be at your really exciting sounding party. I think you'll also be crying because it, you'll you'll realize that you should have voted on Tuesday and when you're trying to vote on Thursday. <laughs> you are never going to live that down. No, I'm, I'm done for. You know, yeah. I'm going to say if the Democrats can't win this election, they should like retire the entire party. If after <laughs> eight years of George W. Bush, they can't make change happen, then they should be making change at McDonald's. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. That's uh, oh, but oh, tweaking geek gets all political. Oh, I was gonna say I, I was gonna I I, almost, I had a little diatribe that I was gonna say I was gonna say and and to our or our to our listening audience, we want you to know that tweaking geek does not take sides in any political debate. We want you to make your own informed decision. Except we want you to vote like how Pat says. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like how Pat says. So just send Pat your ballot. He will fill it out and send it back. It's a community service I like to perform. I'm that, doing my part. That may be a federal crime, but I'm not sure. So if it's not, just send Pat your vote. Your, your if ballot. it is a federal crime, I don't want anything to do with it. That's fact, right. It was a stupid idea. Why did Craig suggest it? It was Craig's idea, if anyone's oh, listening. Thanks. Okay, you're real pal. Okay. You know, all right. So when someone gets elected president, you know what they have a lot more of? I Wow. That that's really open. I can think of a great many things. I'll give you a hint. It's like people around them. Okay. Begins with S and begin, ends with acuity. <laughs> um I gee, I don't know. You're leaving this one wide open. <laughs> You're killing me here. <laughs> Uh, you you probably mean security. Oh well, that's an interesting segue into our next topic, Pat. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> that was smooth. <laughs> well, it would be much smoother if my co-host knew whatever they want or knew what he was talking about. Maybe I've already started drinking my martinis. <laughs> okay, wow. California goes red a week early. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, so, so if you're talking about security, you have got to be talking about Microsoft and their, oh my god, install this patch now or kittens will die. Yeah. It, That's exactly what their press release said. It was. So I think everybody would would realize, or has, or everyone who runs Windows or Linux that looks like Windows to this week uh, got uh, an off cycle, or I think they call it out of band. Uh, Microsoft update because usually they do their Microsoft will do all their updates and what they call Patch Tuesday, which is the I think it's the second Tuesday of the month, and that's yes. why a lot of times if you get up on the are, wait, are you sure it's not the second Thursday? <laughs> I, I am, but you might not be. <laughs> no, but it, that's why sometimes when you get up on the Wednesday morning following the second Tuesday of the month, uh, your computer will have rebooted if you have it set to that. Well, this time they did a. Uh, uh, yeah, and oh my God, kittens will die. Orphans will, you know, the, or the the streets will run red with the blood of orphans if you don't install this uh, this update. And it was actually like this really big deal for uh, for like Microsoft Windows XP and Server 2003. It was like basically like an in the wild uh, like security breach that if you're not behind a firewall, you're going to get infected and die. And, and if you're not behind a firewall. Get a firewall. They're like fifteen dollars. Yeah, or just set fire to a wall. That's free. It'll take care of the problem. 
It will, and but it, that firewall is kind of temporary and will only last like as long as it takes your wall to stop existing. I um, guarantee you, afterwards, your computer will not get a virus. Exactly. So, well, what happened is that uh, Microsoft security breach. They're calling it KB nine five eight six four four. Oh, um, do you remember KB nine five eight six one three? Oh, those were the days, weren't that? And KB nine five eight oh two seven. Oh, that was a wonderful KB. Oh, yes. Which makes you think, so apparently every um, update, they give a KB number, which uh, that must be knowledge base. Yes. Uh, that They're up to like 958644 means that there have been 958,644, uh, probably not updates, but still, that's a lot. So that just Yeah, but I mean, these could be things like... On a Guatemalan localized machine holding control shift F1 while installing Redneck Rampage causes a blue screen. Don't do that. <laughs> really? That, I'm glad I knew that because I have a Guatemalan localized version of Windows. Um, so, well, but anyway, so I mean, that either shows that Microsoft has a lot of issues or that they're doing a very good job, like, fixing them. So. You know, but th- so this is an this was actually kind of interesting because I actually have a story. The reason I brought this up was not just because like, oh look, Microsoft had a security update. Let's talk about it on the podcast because we're out of other news. <laughs> but um, this I actually have a story about this. So this is a vulnerability in the server service, which is like very very descriptively named. So it's yeah ser- the server. So that's like if you're sharing files or printers. Yeah, it, which uh, most uh, pretty much anything is. Um, you know, like. You do it for uh, yeah file shares, right? Exactly. All yeah, I, I'm I'm running the server service on my desktop at home. Yeah, well, because this hit me because I, the, what made me think of it is because so I work for a you know an IT consulting firm and all of a sudden like you know usually you know we'll go and I shouldn't say this but you know our servers will you know I'll log on to our servers and see that they have updates available for install like for like weeks at a time and it's like hmm, I wonder when someone's going to actually take care of these. So what you're saying is you have a dedicated and cautious team doing regression testing. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> or we have no team at all. <laughs> and <laughs> it's when someone has it. I hope your no team isn't listening. I'm sure they're not. Well, I, I don't know. One person is, but he's not on the team because there is no team. Um so but anyway, but so like all of a sudden this email came through and it was like it was like a Microsoft you know, security update. And then they, they send out an email to all like their partners and it told this email. Then after, after that, in the next like 15 minutes, there was like 10 emails from like the high ups at the company being like, we need to do this, blah, blah. It was like, all of a sudden it's like, holy crap. I have never seen anybody react to a security update like this before. So and- the actual details of the vulnerability were like an RPC vulnerability. So that's a lot like the, the virus that went around a few years ago that people would like, their computer would blue screen within seconds of being connected to the internet. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and there actually is, a, if you can't install this, you can actually block two ports, and that will prevent the uh, prevent the vulnerability. But It'll also prevent file and printer sharing. Well, if you know, hey, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet, right? So continue with your story. I interrupted you. Well, no, that, that was it. Well, then actually, and then the kind of the funny the part of the story that kind of affected me is my boss called me up on Saturday morning. He actually called me up on Saturday morning at, at like 11 and I picked and I was regrettably still in bed and uh, he called up. So I was like, 
you know, I saw it was my boss on the phone. I'm like, oh, so I tried to act as awake as possible. And he's like, hey, Craig, how's it going? I'm like, good. He's like, can you do me a favor? I'm like, sure. He's like, can you patch four of our servers <laughs> because we don't have this this uh, security update, whatever? And you know, I have to go, you know, do something. He's like, and. Uh, you know, because whoever was supposed to do it didn't know he had to do these servers or whatever. So it's like, basically, I got to like patch like these production servers, and I'm like, can I reboot them? He's like, oh yeah, I'd reboot them as necessary. So I was like going through and applying updates, and you know, rebooting like production servers of clients and stuff. And I'm like, I am never going to get the chance to do this ever again. Yeah, I sure hope your uh, SLA covered that. It did. Uh, do we? Ha- I don't even know if we have SLAs. Um, I-, I am sure we do. Well, so I wanted to ask you. So, all right. So we've talked about this. This is probably kind of a boring story for everybody. So this is where it's going to get like riveting. What is your thought on this? You know, because we talked about, you know, Microsoft and everything. Is this like awesome that we say, "Wow, look how like fast Microsoft responded to this"? Or is it how could Microsoft have let something this serious get into their well, uh, operating system? I'm just curious. I'm not. Yeah, I'd say anything. bugs happen. Um, it's cool that they responded as quickly as they could. Uh, what worried me about this one wasn't so much like its danger because, like I said, this is the same kind of bug we had a couple of years ago. Um, but what would worry me about this is that where they're talking about firewalls and blocking ports, I mean, that's a perimeter defense kind of thing. So if this exploit found its way onto a machine like a laptop that was carried into a corporate network, you're behind the perimeter now, and a lot yeah. of networks are very vulnerable here. And so that's the kind of thing that could have taken off like wildfire inside a firewall. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so I think they were they were definitely right in getting this fix out there because, uh, as former IT type myself, uh, that's a, one of our number one fears is always what crap are our users bringing in on their laptops. Wow. Well, yeah. that's good. Sorry to be a downer. I can go back to like. Poop and monkey jokes now. <laughs> wow, you just that, that, I just felt the air lighten up. Well, one thing I have to say about this is that for XP and Server 2003, this is a critical update. For Vista and Server 2008, uh, but not Server 2008 Core, I think just regular 2008, um, this was important because it only works for un- unauthenticated users in XP and 2003. So once again, Vista is awesome. Because sure. so basically Vista was pretty vulner or pretty immune to this unless someone had like the a username and password. Yeah. Hey, you know what I did to my Vista machine? I turned off Arrow. What? Yeah, it was really pretty, but I only have a gig of RAM, and I was tired oh of at a hundred percent RAM to run Firefox. Wow. Yeah, how could I only have a gigabyte of RAM? How could you? Yeah, that's, that's... die. Orphans will shed their blood in the streets. That's true, they will. Well, I saw your laptop. That's a really nice laptop. Yeah, I like it. Uh, how can you like something with only a gig of RAM in it? Because I could always put in another gig. Someday when I meet a beautiful woman, I'll be like, I love you, but we cannot be together because you don't have a gig of RAM, or because you only have a gig of RAM. And she'll be like, oh, Craig, install that stick of RAM. Okay, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. Wow, that was something else. <laughs> That is not getting edited out. Uh, I want rumors to start. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so... Um, rumor, Craig installs a stick of RAM. Film at 11. Very hey, speaking of that, uh, now I'll save this for the... No, say news. it. Say it. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this- 
Yeah, it's better for lame news. I'm, this will be my backup lame news, not my good lame news. Okay, all right. Because I, I already gave my backup lame news, the Ted Stevens thing. Because that's not really right. It's okay. Then I'll give mine early. All right, give the your... dire- the director of Deep Throat died. <laughs> yeah, so that seemed kind of timely. <laughs> wow, there you go. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. That's great. So, all right. Well, you know what I think? I think that you have an interesting database story to tell us. I do. So. Uh, this is gonna get geeked out because, like, uh, like talking about RPC and SLAs wasn't really geeky enough for me. Um, but we can make this interesting, maybe. So uh, there's a beginner mistake that um, I've I've made in the past, um, and I saw it happen. Uh, it happens all the time. So we're gonna talk about null. Which sounds kind of counterintuitive. It sounds like it's gonna be a really empty segment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. So databases have this concept of null. So you know, if you think of it like a spreadsheet, null is like not typing anything into a cell, right? There's just no value. But it's and, blank. But it's not blank. See, if it was blank, I could say it's blank. But null means I have no idea what should or could be there. If anything, it might be nothing. So it's kind of a special value that um, the database doesn't treat like a blank or a zero or any of the other things you might think for a default empty, right? So null is undefined. It's like it's like dividing by zero. It's it, it's like what happens when you find your mom's panties in your underwear drawer. Just it's it's you don't know what to do with it. What happened um, last night? I'm drawing a null. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so just a, a little tip to all you beginning database coders out there. You can never check if something's equal to null, because nothing's equal to null. What about null? Null is not equal to null. Oh, my God. Null violates the transitive... No, I'm sorry. The reflexive... The pro- what's it? No, I would say it re- violates the reflexive property of equality. Oh, that's true. It, uh, using null in logic also violates the law of the excluded middle. But Let's it can't be held. That law. I break that law because I'm a rebel. I'm a uh, maverick. Like, I have the law of the included middle. Get Oops. over here, middle. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just a, a tip to all you beginners. Never say equals null. Always say is null. That was good. Is that, like, the moral of your story? That's moral of my story. How about this? Um, if you use – if you try to – compare something to null using equals, a dingo will eat your baby. And an orphan. <laughs> and an orphan. Boy, we're like really tough on orphans. Yeah, an orphan. This episode is very orphan hostile. <laughs> this, is, this episode is dedicated to all the orphans out there. If you don't have parents, don't let us find out. We'll probably make fun of you. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That is sad. And actually, we, we wouldn't make fun of you. We're we're very nice people. Well, I'm I'm a very nice person, and, and Craig's a jerk. Pat, I would have to say the only thing that equals your niceness is null. <laughs> <laughs> you you made up a poem about null, though. Yes. Roses are red. All right, here. Roses are red. Violets are dull. My love for you is equal to null. <laughs> so You, you can... didn't steal that from XKCD or anything? That sounds like them. I didn't. No, I actually made that up. Maybe they'll steal it from you. That would be sweet. You'd be like, dude, I totally made up a poem and XKCD thought it was funny. Oh, that would be sweet. That that would be sweet. I also heard another good poem. Can I can I tell you another poem while we're talking sure. about Roses are red, violets are blue, all of my base are belong to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's beautiful. <laughs> I didn't make that up. So that's really geeky. It and is. That, bring, that brings up a question for me. So I've well, let me more- see. You, one day, your mother and your father got together <laughs> and they ordered. <laughs> they opened up the baby catalog, <laughs> and then the stork ate a cabbage and something. So, uh, no, I get asked by people, uh, mostly people who don't know you, because anyone who knows us both thinks they know the answer. But uh-huh. they've asked who's tweak and who's geek. Ah, uh, or uh, I, I think my idea is even better is tweak and geek more of like you know a command to do like some weird like dance move i command you tweak and geek now that's true because i mean it sounds like it's tweak and geek like one of us is tweak and one of us is geek but maybe we're saying hey bitches tweak and geek yeah Yeah. oh okay okay swear word alert i have to i have to (laughs) i have to to, i'm gonna swear word alert um oh no uh your swear word alert's a little late why Oh, because you said, no, no, I'm going to say a swear word. Oh, so, okay. It's like, so wait, so bitches isn't a swear word? I can say bitches all I want. You, well, weren't you telling us a story about going to that dog show last week? And Oh, yes, absolutely, where the bitches all freaked out and killed orphans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, all right, so uh, tweaking geek, you know, it's like, is it a two nouns or is it two verbs? It's like the whole, like, you know, eat shit and die, where you tell someone, you know, hey, eat shit and die. Is that like, are you giving the com- a command, or are you just talking about a natural life cycle? <laughs> <laughs> I I never thought of it that way. That's wow. So what what is your evidence? All right. So who do you th- which one do you think do do all right? So we, do we know the answer, or do we uh, maybe or maybe not? Uh, maybe the answer is null. <laughs> tweak geek and null <laughs> so uh this reminds me of a kind of famous play called rosencrantz and guildenstern are dead which features those characters are like minor characters from hamlet and it's a very artsy kind of play and all word play and jokes and stuff but one of the things they do in the play is they never tell you who's who um they're one of them is Rosencrantz, one is Guildenstern in the script, but they, they never admit it during the show. In fact, they kind of joke about it a bunch of times. Like, they keep calling each other by name and answering, but they'll answer to both names and all that. So our, it's going to be a mystery. Maybe we, maybe we should make this a contest. Hey, decide which one of us is Tweak and which one of us is Geek, five <laughs> listeners. Oh, I promise not to berate you for not commenting. Never mind. We have lots of listeners, and they're all fabulously intelligent, wealthy, and handsome. Are you done groveling? I'm done. You know, here's my thing. You can have all the contests you want, but I, I think kind of a binary contest is not. Is, that's one of those things where everyone like will put all of the answers into a. Uh, well, they have to a, explain why. They can't just guess. Oh yeah. Oh, that's good. You can explain why. All right. So listeners, do that. Leave us voicemail, and you will definitely be spared the rod. Um, no, but I. Th- all right. So here's. Can I give you my my guess about how Tweaking Geek is? Okay. So. You know, maybe one of us is Tweak, maybe one of us is Geek. Or maybe we're a, both a superposition of Tweak and Geek. So everyone, right now, we're going to stop for a second so you can go back and listen to our Quantum Mechanics Tweak podcast. We'll be waiting. Okay. No, seriously, go listen. Yeah. You're not listening. You are just waiting for us to keep talking. Okay. Oh, we'll and talk- by the way, I'm going to call out to Edmund who commented on our blog last time that uh, when we had our guest, Lori, it's Tweak Geek and Chic. Oh, that is good, yes. Um, and, and Lori would be the Chic one. 
But all right. So anyway, so the the quantum mechanics thing is like so, but we're both simultaneously tweak and geek. So you can't un- unless you like actually kind of observe us at one moment where one of us is being tweaky and one of us is being geeky then we're both just kind of tweak and geek at the same time that's true and you have to watch right then because if you check afterwards we will both seem to have been both ah that's deep that is nobody got that joke i can i can tell you right now that was a joke exactly Oh, wow. It was both a joke and not a joke simultaneously. Okay, we're not going to go down this road again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> null. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, my joke God. Joke equals null. Okay, wow. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, all right, so all right, so all of our listeners, you should contact us with your thoughts on who's tweak and who's geek. Because we'll be interested to hear. And we're way more interested in why. The, the way you pick, like, we're, we might even lie. We might change your answer. But we, we want you to come up with stories as to why, who's who. Yeah. And if you – and I would say leave us a voicemail because if you, like, type this really long, elaborate thing, you know, into email, it just it might be hard for us to read. So. And we will definitely screw with what you wrote if you do that. That's right. But if it's, if it's voicemail, you know, I'm not that good at editing yet. So, all right. Okay. So, so while, we're, while we're being – Geeky, I'm without tipping my hand as to which I may be. I'm I have a geek story, and this is uh, another uh, listener response. So this is uh, in response to Shades of Grey's question. I mentioned on the last episode, or actually, I think Lori, who may never be invited here again, <laughs> mentioned on the last episode that I killed my Game Boy Advance. So shame on you. Uh, for anyone who never played with a Game Boy Advance, the original Game Boy Advance. My roommate actually named it the Game Boy Dark. <laughs> I remember was, that. Like, in the store, it was beautiful. Like, angels sang and a shaft of sunlight coursed down through the shimmering motes of dust, and you played this beautiful, like, portable Super Nintendo. But it looked awesome. And then you'd bring it into any real lighting situation, and it was impossible to see. So the problem was worse than it seemed at first because the the case was this super shiny reflective plastic. So it was nearly impossible to shine light onto it in such a way that you could see the screen and not reflect off it and hide it. Wow. And to make it worse, the type of LCD screen they used could not be backlit. So you couldn't just open it up and slide a light behind it somehow. Because um, really? that wouldn't have been very easy, but you could have done it. Um, what? How on earth did that ever get to market? They wanted to conserve battery life, but by, by they, having people never play it. Yes, that's they, a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very low energy kind of LCD screen, and it can't be backlit, so they weren't even tempted to put one in. So this uh, this wretched device hit the market. I mean, it was a great game device, but the, it was totally unusable. So some genius out there came up with a solution called the afterburner. This was a front light. They actually had manufactured these diffusion gradient screens that you could gently lay over the existing screen inside the case. Um, And they even designed it so that you could just splice it into the power that was already coming through the machine and run it on the same switch and all that. That sounds complicated. Um, Or if you felt cool, you could put in your own switch. You could turn the, uh, the light on and off independently of the system. Was it a good light? Um, yes. So I got mine, and I wired it in, and it worked. 
And the problem that I didn't anticipate was you actually had to uh, mill down the case a little bit. <laughs> now, if I were not stupid at the time, I would have bought a Dremel for 30 bucks and Dremeled it out and it would have been fine. But I decided I was, I was in a rush and I was going to brute force it. So I like got some shears and was snipping at the tape. <laughs> and I snipped something I shouldn't have and the Game Boy never worked again. Really? What did you snip? I don't know, but I could just I could never figure it out. I think I cracked the circuit board. Wow. That's my guess. So you killed it. I, well, I remember, to be honest, or I guess I'm being honest all the time, but I remember when you were doing that, because you showed it to me, because it looked like some horrible abomination when you had it, because it was, you had this, like, Game Boy Advance with, like, its guts hanging out, guts hanging out, you're allowed to do, because you showed me your Game Boy Advance. Oh, before, before I installed the afterburner, I tried to make my own front light solution by installing LEDs inside the case. That Yes, I, I remember that, yes. That kind of worked. Like, all the LEDs worked, it just didn't, it completely failed to actually illuminate the screen in any useful fashion. Oh, so what you're saying is that it actually uh, was a light, light, but, but just not light enough. Exactly. It lit up the inside of the case quite nicely, but didn't reflect off the screen in any useful fashion. I, I had a Game Boy a long time ago, and they actually had some accessories that you could buy that were, were pretty interesting. Uh, how they illuminated the screen because you know that the old Game Boy didn't have backlight, but also it was really easy to light it though because I don't know it was just easier I guess. Uh, and but there was this one where it had like this like a magnifying glass that you stuck on it would kind of like stick onto the Game Boy and it had two lights that would shine and it was like really reflective, but they would shine on like the little glass part like to the sides of the screen. So when you're watch when you're playing, you know you could see these like two bright reflections of the lights to the side but they weren't on the playing area so you could still use it just fine yeah actually i've seen that one i like that one it was called the light boy yeah so this just didn't really work out that's all oh that's too bad that's very sad pat i have to say your story about the game boy was pretty lame but it but it could not be necessary it could never be as lame as the lamest news of the week Okay. It also couldn't be as lame as your introduction to this segment. How about this? Pat's stupid and I'm great. There, that was a much better introduction. Wow. Okay. La, 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 la. Lamest news of the week. Blah, blah, Lamest blah. Week. Yeah. Lamest news of Pat's face. Okay. So, all right, Pat. Uh, since your, your lamest news of the week was such a hit last, last week, uh, then I'm going to go first. Okay. Age before beauty. Of course, that would mean I would go first either way. So, you know, I guess that means I just definitely have to go first. So my lamest news of the week is actually (laughs) called, or the headline of the article is, Man Lives Amid Chads of 2000 Elections. So you might say, what on earth could that mean? Well, this guy, uh, his name is something Dobbins. Uh, He, a few years ago. Good to know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like... Jim Dobbins. A few years ago, he bought 1,200 voting machines that they used in uh, the you know in Florida that were having all the problems with like the hanging chads. Yeah. Well, he actually he so he bought a bunch of these, and he has been kind of capitalizing on it, which is kind of funny, uh, but it's lame. Uh, where he like has 
uh, lease them out to uh, movie sets for when they need like voting machines. You know, like Indiana Jones and the voting machine of Doom. Right. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the hanging chat. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so he was that doing was that. like a but the- courtesy laugh. You're still a retard. <laughs> <laughs> all right well and it's it's kind of funny you know there's just like the whole like news article is just like basically like mindless banter about like these voting machines but the so but i mean that's kind of you know people do weird stuff all the time but here's the lamest news of the week that stuff is all whatever this is lame this is so lame what he's going to do is going to be punching out like using a little machine to punch out chads and he's going to put them in Ziploc bags and sell them with certificates of authenticity so that you will have a chat, a bag of chads from, from voting machines used in the infamous 2000 election. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> How about, <laughs> I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know, it's it just goes to show with capitalism anything is possible. Oh, twenty dollars? Never mind. I have no idea what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast. We probably as will. long as it's a car. Um, okay. All right. So that's my lame news of the week. That's pretty I just lame. thought that was. Yeah, it's. You know, I guess we have to decide if lamest news of the week is actually the news is lame or it's the news about the lamest thing. <laughs> yeah. So we'll work on. That. All right. Well, you t- you tell us yours. Okay, um, I have one where in uh, the, there's an online game called Maple Story, right? So it's a side-scrolling game. Uh, I assume it's like microtransaction, so you pay real money to get little pretend things and play. Yeah, um, which is a pretty common business model. Um, it's really big in the East, uh, not so big here. So apparently, some woman was pretend married to some guy in Maple Story. Yeah, he divorced her, so she like used a coworker's account, somehow stole his password and deleted his character. Um which is that like that's already kind of funny. But right. then she actually got like arrested and prosecuted. Or she hasn't been prosecuted yet as of when this story ran, but she's been arrested. Um what? they actually they drove her six hundred and twenty miles across country to be detained. What was like what did she so she didn't actually like no human being was hurt, right? Right. It was just she del- wow, deleted that's... his pretend stuff. So they're they're uh, calling it like online fraud. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was like actually like kind of a murder. She's thing. being held on suspicion of illegally accessing a computer and manipulating electronic data. Huh. Wow, that's that's very lame. Yes, and she said it would be better if they actually tried her for murder. That would be way better. Yeah, that might be a little extreme, but she is facing up to five years. That that's stupid. That they would do that. Come on, it's just a stupid game. Well, they're not going to give her five years, right? They'll be like, and three hours of community service. That's kind of funny. You deleted your ex pretend boyfriend's pretend character. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? I have to tell you. Speaking of pretend boyfriends and girlfriends, I talked to a couple people tonight who were having this long discussion about how to change their status on Facebook because they are dating now and like in real life. So. And one of them was all upset because, like, the girl was all upset because the guy had not changed his status on Facebook to that he was in a relationship with her. And he's like, I don't know how to do it. She's like, well, you better do it because I am jealous if you don't. And it's like, wow, these people are taking things slightly seriously. She should delete his Facebook account. But then she'll be tried for murder because <laughs> getting rid of your Facebook account is akin to killing you. 
All right, can I tell you something else, Lame? Okay. There's a new Swiss law that was enacted this week that uh, makes it so you have to like respect plant dignity when doing uh, like research on plants. You have to like respect the dignity of the plants. So there's like you know basically making like certain hybrids and that sort of thing. They say is against dignity of plants, and I mean like you know plants. I mean, do they like, do they mean like? You know, Monty Python style, like, the mighty sequoia, the majestic redwood. No, I think it's, like, totally stupid, uh, you know. Th- that's just, I, I don't even know all the details. I just know that, like, it's been kind of all over the news that the Swiss are now, you have to be, like, nice to flowers. Well, yeah, cause, I mean, if you're crossbreeding plants, then you're, like, poking them right in their gonads. That's not very respectful. I don't think plants have gonads. They're, yeah, they're the, flowers. They're, they're pretty, yeah, I mean, frankly, all flowers are... Are girls? Because I mean, can you imagine any like, like male flower like admitting to be a flower? It's like, yeah, I'm a tulip. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> well, think about it. Every time you smell a flower, you're like sticking your face right in plant nads. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> yep, that's great. Thanks, Pat. Okay, uh, moving Bringing right along. Bringing our show to new standards of journalistic integrity. Wow. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Who has the lamest news of the week then? I, I think the flowers do. I think I think you win. Last minute you mean, entry. Last minute entry. Yeah, the Swiss. All right, so everybody should read up on that and, uh, and tell ev- us what you think. Everyone should walk up to like a tree and be like, tree, you're an asshole. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's against the law in Switzerland. Right, that's why you have to do it here. And then like, oh, okay. videotape that and mail the tape right to Switzerland. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, videotape it and mail it to us, and then we're going to hold Switzerland hostage and be like, <laughs> if you ever want this plant to feel good. I see a business good, model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want this plant to have high self-esteem again, send us $10 million, <laughs> and we'll stop taunting it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We're not allowed to talk about th- fun things anymore. Okay. I, can I say one? I I know we want to wrap up soon because this is like a ninety-six hour podcast, and you know, we, you know, we want our 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 listeners to go out and like have fun and exercise, and, and you know, viciously and, make fun of plants, ruin their self-esteem. That too. But all right. So, did you finally watch uh, that episode of Stargate Atlantis that I was complaining about, or not complain that I was talking about? And I said, "Oh, I can't tell you who the guys in this." Did all our listeners watch it? Hey, listeners, did right. you watch it? Okay. Spoiler alert! Yeah, it, spoiler alert! It's an old episode, so you deserve your spoiler. Yeah. Oh my God! It's the the Asgard. I know. Isn't that awesome? In the Pegasus Galaxy, Asgard in or Asgard, Asgard in the uh, in the Pegasus Galaxy. Come on. Yeah, but what happened that, to them? Like, okay, here's my question. Where were they by the end of the episode? Like, yeah, I know. At the beginning of the episode, you know, Daniel's like, hmm, I wonder who our captors are, and they show up and, like, give them a beatdown. Yeah. Well, a shootdown, I guess, because the Asgard don't really do much. But, you know, by the end of the episode, they're like, oh, we're going to, like, walk into this room and poke the major device they brought us here to fix in the eye, and they don't even show up? Where were they? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, they were out fighting those ramshackle ships that were so their little Asgard ships that can like penetrate ancient shields apparently can get beat up by like they get owned that by like drones. Travelers. Yeah. That's right. The travelers don't, don't even have drones. They just have like guns. Yeah, they they don't even have guns. They just have like a, like a nasty sneer and, you know. Yeah, and like 15-year-olds doing their engineering. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, was, was she really 15? I don't know, but they're like, this week, the character with no point will be the snarky 15-year-old engineer <laughs> making fun of Zelenka, who would otherwise be dominating this episode since Rodney's not here. That's right, that's right. Like, no, we think the character of Zelenka needs to be beaten on. Hey, Joe, does your daughter want to be on the show? She could totally make fun of Zelenka. Yeah, see, I don't like how they, they've done that to Zelenka. I, Zelenka used to have a lot of dignity as a character, but they've, like, over the past season or two, they've made it, they've kind of beaten him down a little bit anyway. I know, that, if I were Zelenka, so, I'd be like, screw all you bitches, I'm going to Switzerland to live in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to get to know these trees better, in the biblical sense. That's not very dignified. Exactly. So that's why it's illegal. <laughs> no, it's just I just think it's sad because he's like only like the second smartest person in the world. I, yeah, and he's got yeah. like ancient technology all around him. Like, okay, you really need to think about the going postal possibilities here. I mean, if he goes postal, <laughs> he's gonna be like, and I've plugged forty seven ZPMs into a laser gun, and I now have a three galaxy long lightsaber and I cut every world in half. The end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's exactly how I'd expect it to go. So, something very much like that. Yes. So this we have to celebrate an anniversary here. This is like the anniversary of like like about the fifth episode in a row that we've talked about Stargate Atlantis. Yay! In some we we have I know. a real anniversary to celebrate. Uh, Congratulations! Happy anniversary. What what is our real anniversary? No, uh, just this week, the Tweaking Geek domain renewed. <gasps> really? Yeah. So it's yes. How, like you owe me ten bucks, dude. I do. Okay, good, because I, I wouldn't ever possibly give you that, because I don't believe in <laughs> discussing financial things with friends. Uh, so, yeah. so does that mean it's been oh, a year? Like, have we been podcasting for a year? Yes, TweakingGeek.com renewed on October 27th. Wow. And it's like, I podcasted for an entire year, and all I have is this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> Foreshadowing? Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, That's I guess that subtle. pretty much... That was very subtle. You know me. I'm like captain of the good ship subtlety. Uh, so, all right. Any, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Pat, would you like to make any shout-outs? I think I already did. So, no, you got your shout-out during the show. If you missed it, go back and listen. Okay. I, I have a shout-out I want to do. This shout-out is for Nate who is a listener, and I didn't think he listened anymore, but he definitely is a listener, and and his lovely wife, Megan, who just got married last month, and uh, I was actually his best man. And uh, when he listened to Tweaking Geek number 13, he was very dismayed that I did not shout out to his marriage. And I'm like, oh, I totally didn't even think about it when we were doing the show. So I want to shout out and say congratulations, Nate. I'm happy that Megan has made an honest woman out of you. So, <laughs> So you were his best man? Wow. Yes. Thin, thin, yeah. thin pickings or? <laughs> yeah, screw you. <laughs> well, well, congratulations, um, you can... Nate and Megan. Congratulations. So that's, that's about it this week. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. As I'm not all... doing any outro stuff because I'm, I'm feeling all surly. Grrr. <laughs> Thank... All right. Well, then, all right. So let me see. Here's our standard disclaimers. Uh, even though Tweaking Geek is a family-oriented podcast, we want you to email us at tg at tweakinggeek.com and tell us why you think that we're too racy for the standard set of tubes. Or you can call us at 678-999-6321. That's 678-999-6321. You can remember it because we're kind of a demonic podcast, and if you turn the middle part upside down, it says 666. I'm still being surly. Grr.
Grr, listeners, grr. Okay, well, while Pat goes and, like, has his, like, little, like, temper tantrum, we'll thank you very much for listening, and see you next time. Oh, look over there. It's an iguana. How about this? Craig's a big... (laughs) (laughs) I really hope you bleep that part. Uh, yeah, there might be time to get a to get a a bleeping out noise. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want an explicit rating on this blog or this podcast. Okay. So, any final words, Pat? Grr. Okay. Okay. Now we're all right. So the the show's over. Say something that I can put in the blooper reel. Why would I do that? I don't know. Hey, why don't you tell them about main tech geeks and how it's like dead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while i'm being surly let's just note that my blog's still running whereas your blog is i I don't know dead oh you can't go wrong with monkeys fart